Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. On uh, Sunday. <laughs> and I was very excited about the fact that I watched it. Um, but as uh, I sit here now, I realize I don't remember anything about it. It was very unmemorable to me. And I literally am not... We're, so we have to talk about how unmemorable this episode was. I remember now, like now that I'm saying how unmemorable it is, is like the synagogue and the, you know, the chase with with Logan's men. But still, it's just like... So whenever you're ready, I'm ready to talk about the fact that it was... Well, we are actually recording, so I have that. That's actually how we're opening this episode. Hi, folks. I'm Tim. And I'm Justin. And I'm I'm also pretty, pretty apathetic, I guess. <laughs> this is Zompocalypse Now. And yes, we are talking about the 12th episode of Season 5 of Fear of the Walking Dead. And it is called Near to Mid. And it is... Um, Fair to Midland. No, not even that. Midland. Midland. I am... Well, see, I think... Okay. I'm really kind of torn on this episode. I actually have... Um, I actually have feelings about this episode that I'm surprised that I have. Really? Yeah, because, you know... Um, well, we've talked some about this before with the regular uh, The Walking Dead show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like The Walking, the Walking Dead does certain things really poorly. Um, having more than one black male character at a time. Check. Um, women drivers. Oh, double check. Um, the life expectancy of a gay character. Triple check. Well, you know, eh. I, I can't be, honestly, I don't know if I can be as mad about that because I think they really, really tried. And I think that Tara dying the way she died was actually extremely poignant. But Up until point, that point. Up until, you know, yes. Um, and there's The Walking Dead's treatment of religion. Oh, yes. We've discussed that. Okay. And I did think about that while we were watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, or while I was watching. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, I feel like now I feel like it's just so, like, yeah... You know, people people in the apocalypse lose their faith, you know? Well, and what, what I guess what bothered me, and of course this is the fun thing, is that is that in, in the real world in which you and I sometimes inhabit, mm. I'm not very religious. No, and uh, I'm actually pretty religious. You I know. mean, my, you know, I, I, grew, I grew up in the Lutheran faith. I've got a lot of my bookshelves uh, criticized, though they may be for being full. Um, Anne Marie, our friend Anne Marie, was in town a few weeks ago, and she once again pointed out that I have too many books. There's you no such thing. Order, it's okay. There's no such thing as too many books. Um, however, there, a good chunk of my books are books on religion. I'm fascinated by religion. I love the history of religion. I, you know, the philosophy of it. I just, I'm not a particularly religious person. That said, you know, we saw this really with, with Father Gabriel early. Oh yeah. And and just sort of the. 
and I think with Father Gabriel it was much, much worse, of course, because we really didn't like Gabriel right off the bat because how he was written and sort of his just, you know, this is a terrible representation of a man of faith. This is a terrible character in general. Um, and he's, he's gotten better. And it's not, not the fault of the actor. It's the fault of the writing. Here, what bothers me about this is here we have this, this character introduced who is, you know, clearly a, a, a religious person. He is, he's got, he, and, and curiously enough, I was really kind of surprised that, uh, you know, I can actually see buildings in the background of this synagogue in the middle of the woods. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was fairly stunned. Uh, right. you know, it was, it was kind of cool. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, you mean it's not in the middle of nowhere? It is an act of God. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Um, I mean, it's the walking dead. What are you going to do? There's a lot of the going through the motions that we are, we are supposed to infer from this character. Not, yes, he's still doing, he's still observing the religious rites of his, of his faith uh, or his former faith or his whatever faith. Um, but he's, it's not, it's, it's, it's only a, you know, it's a penance for what has happened. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think that it's, you know, it's kind of like, it's almost, almost, it's, it's not almost, it's literally exactly Father Gabriel. Because Father Gabriel, uh, although, although it seems like this rabbi whose name I do not know, but you probably Jacob, Jacob Kessner. Mm-hmm. Was not, he did pull his people together and try and keep them safe. And, and when he realized that, he was not feeling, you know, like they were looking to him for something he didn't think he could give them anymore. He decided to leave. Of course, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but, you know, there, there's no other way to tell this story than to than out of order. Right. Because uh, this, this is all things that Charlie and, and June and John Dory discover over the course of their time with him, is, you know. Mm-hmm. He he was the the rabbi at this at this woodland <laughs> woodland synagogue and and uh, his his people all came to him when everything started and he kept them as safe as he could but you know they were looking for like religious answers and he was felt like he was not able to give those and so one day he decided that he needed to he needed to leave them because he was not feeling like he believed in God anymore. So he left, but then circumstances were beyond his control and he ended up going back. And when he got back, everybody was dead. Right. And father Gabriel um, was basically the opposite. He was so terrified that he locked the doors of his, um, uh, of his church and his people all died. Uh, because he refused to let them in. Right. Which, you know, is a, is a, is, it's, it's, uh, it's similarity by opposites, really. Or just mirror mirror image of the other character. Yeah. Both, both characters, uh, failed their people, their, failed their religious duties in different ways. Right. Um, which, you know, uh, which one is, you know, is they, they can't be, you can't, you can't do better or worse or whatever. They're just, you know, 
Oh no, I think Gabriel. I think Gabriel locking his congregation up was definitely worse. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Well, it's hard to say for me because it's like, you know, J- you know, Jacob brought these people in, telling them they were safe, and then aband- lied and abandoned them. Oh, there's no question that Jacob that Jacob should have been honest with his congregation. Not that it's an easy thing to be honest about, especially in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. The problem I have is that, you know, I was really kind of, I, part of me was just, was what he's on, it's just Jacob going through the motions, going through his ritual. And it, I mean, you don't know that he's just going through the motions initially. You just see him do the tasks of being a rabbi at the synagogue, whether it's a congregation or not. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I could I could have an entire episode of this. I could have an entire episode of this quiet little man going through his religious duties, killing zombies, checking the fence, doing the things. And if that's all they gave me, and there were no other Fear the Walking Dead characters in this episode, I was like, I'm okay with that. Well, see, I I think I would have been okay with that too. But that's a very like. Frank, like if Frank Darabont had stayed in charge mm-hmm. of these, of this, of this world, number one, it would have ended seven seasons ago. But number two, <laughs> gotten a lot of those. I'm sure that there would have been episodes where we would have seen a single main character yeah. of the show because we would have been following somebody else around anthology style for an entire episode. Yeah. Um, so. But I, I, I think I could have. I think it would have been really interesting, or if they had just showed up at the end, or if at the end he had mm-hmm. heard their message, or whatever. I think that would have been very, very interesting because that's essentially what they did with the guy from last week. He was, or when they were watching the, when they did the documentary episode, right? Because it ended up he was the one watching the documentary, which yeah. I thought was very interesting. But um, you know, I think that we would have gotten, you know, maybe a little bored after that. <laughs> well, but I think, I think unfortunately what, what they do instead is they give us, you know, certainly you bring in the cast that as big as the cast has become this season, you kind of have to, otherwise, you know, you're wondering where people are for whole episodes like Charlie. Oh wait. Oh yeah. Charlie is in this show. She has to be in this episode. Yeah. Um, and this is this is one of the things that I think made it unmemorable for me is that the Charlie role literally could have been filled by any of the characters. Yeah, that's true. Any like this was not like the idea that Charlie is, you know, knows what it's like to be in a convoy that that gives into the evil idea like the I, gives into evil. Okay. Well, Luciana could have made literally the exact same points about being in a place that stagnates Mm -hmm. that, that, that gives up on being uh, by, you know, that's giving, that gives up in that way of, I am, you know, we are, we are complacent. We, you know, uh, Sarah could have made that same argument about running around, like moving all the time, like how it's not healthy and it's not good to do. Mm-hmm. Literally any character could have been filled by this. I, little awful orphan Annie could have been. This 
she ran, yeah. you know, ran away. And where I, is she? Huh? Where is she? She's where are the, Luciana. Where are the, She's Luciana, and all the children have are 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 stepped back. You know what? We're going to see Luciana and all the children at the oil fields next week. Because that, of course, is going to be the perfect place to keep a bunch of children. You know, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure next week will be an episode of Why God Why. Anyway, uh, and that's another thing. Let's that's not even. Let's not even uh, uh, think like like not even address the fact that they are like wandering around because they can't find a home. You can't see my air quotes, people, but I'm doing air quotes at Tim right now. And they have freaking oil fields <laughs> and a mall. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just like just well. On top of that, then you start. It's again one. It's it's always dangerous to stare directly at the Walking Dead universe because you will mm-hmm. go blind or crazy. But I keep thinking, you know, yes, the, Texas is not the flattest place in the world. Kansas, I think, pretty much still manages to win that particular uh, U.S. distinction. But there's some generally good sight lines in most of the scenes where we see our characters out on the road. Yeah. And yet they are always surprised by the arrival of people in vehicles who, because again, we don't have any idea how big any of this space is. Right. And they're all driving around in a convoy that, considering how easy it is for Logan's people to find them every episode... And not only that, they just like abandoned all their shit. Like, yeah, I just, I just, oh my God, Tim, I feel <laughs> really bad about this episode. Yeah. yeah see, you told yeah, And like I said, it's, you know, you're, you're thinking, you know, or don't remember, but you do. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So looping back around to Jacob, um, what really bothered me is that as soon as, as soon as the words came out of his mouth that basically he didn't believe in God, my head just like bounced off the desk. Yeah. Because it was like you, you had to go to the least interesting. And then, and I'm not saying it's not an understandable thing. Okay. The, the dead rise and start killing everyone you ever care about. This could be a reason to stop believing in God. I sure. can see, yeah, this could be a religious, you know, a, a shock to your system. But wouldn't it be cool to actually have him go, yeah, this is terrible, but no, I didn't stop believing in God. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the episode, what happens? He's going to go on his religious quest. He's carrying along his, he's got his, you know. Right. The, he's the, gonna, and it turns out Sarah is, you know, an observant Jew and there he's going to start. And you know, you know that some point that John Dory and, and June are going to ask him to marry them. Of course. And it's just like, you know, it's, we're going to go through that same thing with, that we did with Gabriel, where, where he ha- loses his faith and, and goes through this whole, but, but here's, I mean, I guess, I guess being Jewish is a slightly different than being Christian in this respect where it is, you know, okay, you can still be Jewish and still do all the rites and and stuff and not have a, a faith in God particularly. Well, certainly there's a cultural aspect to being Jewish. Yeah. I mean, it's a, there are the, the Jewish people versus necessarily the Jewish faith. And I have uh, one of my oldest, oldest friends in the world, um, Mark, is a uh, non-observant Jew. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, he's culturally and 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 with you know, he definitely considers himself Jewish, but he doesn't he doesn't practice the religious side. Right. So, right. but at the same time, what, I mean, and know, Catholics do the same thing. And I told my dad the other day that that uh, that when we were we were going to watch Two Wong Fu on Labor Day, me and the kids were going to watch Two yeah. Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Sure. And I told my dad, I said, I'm I'm raising because I'm raising the you know because I, I love to I, I I love to do this to my dad, uh, but I really probably shouldn't because it's a little you know it's a little scummy. I told my dad you know because I'm raising the children queer. And I said, sure. not, not, I'm not sexually queer, just culturally queer. Right, of course. Uh-huh. You know, they're, you know, they're, they are, you know, like you can be culturally Catholic or culturally Jewish. You know, sure. they're cultural, culturally queer. They, they come from a queer family. And, and my dad just stared at me like, what are you talking about? And my sister was sitting there and she was like, just stop. <laughs> like, okay, you know. But yeah, it's I uh, you know there's a there's a huge cultural aspect to it, and you know. Yeah, I just I mean I, and I don't. I'm glad I'm glad they took the trip mm-hmm. with Jacob a lot quicker than they took it with Gabriel. But it, I also feel like it was a wasted trip. Just leave, right. just wouldn't it be cool to actually have this religious character show up and just go? No, no. I realize the world has gone to hell, but that's not you know why would I blame God for that? Right. Have, you met, have you met humanity? Have you seen this show? Humanity okay. is the biggest monster. We know this. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I like Jacob as a character. I like the yeah. actor. You know, somebody to be like, hey, I've already been through two years of this already before you guys showed up. I've done my spiritual journey. Yeah. You know, I lost faith for a little while, but now I'm back. That would have been nice. I would have been into that. Um. <clears throat> And it's just, I mean, I think there was, there was some interesting stuff there going on with, you know, the... Uh... But they did something especially egregious in this episode. Uh, Charlie says, we can live here. This is a place, like, we can fix these fences. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, we can live in this place. This is a place we can stay. And Jacob says, you can't stay here. And of course, when he says it, it's because I have a secret. I'm keeping my entire congregation locked in in the fellowship hall, and they're all dead and zombified, and I don't want you to get hurt. But later, John Dory and June say it, and it's like, why not? Well, just because. Just because that would be bad for the plot if we stayed here. Because there's no good reason for them to not stay at any of any the... of these places that they keep finding. Yeah, any of them. Yeah, no, it's it's it really is a very odd thing that the writers have been doing pretty much all of this season, but especially in the second half of this season, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense, and I don't understand. I mean, did they did they realize they only had enough story for? half the episodes of the season and they didn't have to stretch it out with locusting their way across the Texas landscape. Right. Um, it just, it just feels really, really unfocused. Right. And we talked last week about how, you know, uh, Logan as a villain just doesn't seem to hold, make a whole lot of structural sense in terms of his behavior. And well, and, and then you have the, the, discovery that of course somebody managed to give away a location to the oil field in their videotape. Although I kind of want to know how they did it. 
did they say, take Highway 60? Well, I can I can probably tell you exactly where it's they're they're going to say it is because there's that point where. Sarah is driving there and somebody, I think it might've been her, was like, oh, we need to not show the location. But you know how raw footage works. Sure, sure. Turn off that camera and she just put it down and later, you know, picked it up and was, you know, whatever and saw, you could see, you could see where they were. That's true. That's true. However, that's, that's, that's you being in, looking at this in an intelligent way. And I'm concerned that when we get to the actual scene, it'll literally be someone going, go to so Highway it, 60. So all of this was right down Highway 60. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would have never known. the old barn. never known in the state that processes and provides America with over 30% of its domestic oil, that there would be an oil field right here off Highway 60. Even though I've lived in this state my whole life, and you can smell an oil field from 30 miles away. But doesn't oil also have to be refined? Yeah, refineries stink like nobody's business. And they're also generally fairly... stink because they smell like sulfur. And refineries stink because they smell like gasoline and generally speaking i mean the refineries that i've seen because i I, the midwest has them it's not like you know they're they're not as you know texas or or some of the other places where it's much more of a an industry but if you drive across kansas or across missouri and iowa you can see the little little oil rigs you know ticking away in the background or or certainly this you know this stuff but there there's a refinery in wichita as a matter of fact uh and generally speaking these things stick out of the ground a fair amount. I mean, they're right. And considering the fact that 90% of this show shows endless vistas in any direction, unless it's broken up by a forest, which clearly has, you know, a shopping mall inside it. Um, oh, and also, uh, refineries have to vent. That's where there's a giant 10 story tall chimney. Mm-hmm. And at the top of this 10-story Charles chim- chimney, every once in a while, and by once in a while, I mean every 15 to 20 minutes, a huge flame of, of venting methane shoots out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you can, like, I don't know, see them. From a very far long From ways away? From a very far away, yes. Especially considering this is a world which has very little electricity. Oh, Yes. And if you if you just you know had a vague idea of where a refinery or an oil field were was, you could probably find it. Yeah, I just I'm just confused. I'm just confused because you know again, a lot of when The Walking Dead tries to fix some of its logic flaws. Mm-hmm. Fear the Walking Dead is you know obviously we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead, but it's the Walking Dead universe. When it tries to fear fill, you know, when it tries to fix the logic flaws, they do a really good job of creating new ones. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, the gas is going bad. The gas went bad five years ago. Oh no, you know, we need to replace the batteries. The batteries have been dead for three years. I mean, it's just <laughs> right. It's, it's like, dude, you know, but yeah. So I'm really curious because um, I don't know the when you used to watch the episode. You, did you watch the trailer, the teaser for next week? Yeah. So we actually get to see some of the oil fields, and I don't see a refinery anywhere. I see. It looks like they're in a quarry. 
Right. Which is going to, which, you know, I'll just say right now, we're going to have a two hour episode if we get to next week and they're in a fucking quarry. <laughs> I think they're in a quarry, Dustin. Because do you know what comes out of quarries? Uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Um, would that be rocks? Rocks. Right, okay. You know what doesn't come out of quarries? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know, I know, I know. Is it oil? oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Um, oh, well, let's see what else happened. Oh, there, one other thing happened this episode. Um, and that was John and June had a discussion about nothing of consequence. Yes. Uh, yes, John and June discussed the fact that nothing is going on with her that makes her restless and not want to, you know, want, you know, try to look for the perfect place to settle down. There's absolutely no reason why she would be restless about trying to find the perfect place to settle down. Right. Uh huh. No, no reason. No, no. Cause I mean, uh, there are there are clearly no possible things that could cause her to have that uh, issue in her in her mindset right now. Especially, you know, considering that they just made a, a marriage commitment to each other. Right. No, that, that 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 will have no bearing whatsoever. No, of course not. Why would you think so, Tim? Because I've studied basic plotting. But see, we've already established so many times that that doesn't mean anything. That the basic tenets of story structure don't mean anything. On this I sheet. know. I know. So, no. while, we, while we saw the allusions to the fact that June might be pregnant, probably is pregnant, uh, those could just mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, no, this, none of these things could possibly apply. There's no reason for them to to, to have any bearing whatsoever on any of the things that are happening in the remaining episodes of the season. um, How many are left? There are four left. Oh. And so I guess we get to wrap this stuff up by the end of September. Apparently. Uh, Which considering that the other, the, 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 Regular Walking Dead will be back in October, as traditionally traditionally have been. So we have to turn around and do it again. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what's going to happen. What's what's very close to happening? The two, uh, the two um, spinoff shows are going to be coming, and so basically, what it's going to be is fifty-two weeks of the year will be Walking Dead, and we won't ever have a break. Oh, I'm sure we will have a break. I'm sure we'll sit there and go, you know what we're not doing this week, folks? We're not reviewing the show. The show could just have to go on without us. <laughs> Besides, it's an episode involving little awful Annie. Nothing's actually going to happen this episode, so we right. don't care. <laughs> right. Or, you know, back when there's four full Walking Dead shows going on at once, we all say, you know what? We watched the episode this week, but it was about a synagogue, and it said nothing. So <laughs> we're right. moving on. Yeah, you know, well, not even like even the stuff that happened with with Sarah and Dwight didn't mean anything. Right? Yeah. No, it was all yeah yeah. We didn't even talk about that. They were on the road. They ran out of gas. 
uh, which was a nice touch. Oh, they left. They had to because because Logan's men found him. They ran. They left, and they ran out of gas. And the dude who who Dwight let live rolled up, and then he was just like, "Hey, you guys!" And then he left. But they thought he left because John Dory and June showed up with the with the thing. But really, it was because they found the oil field, and they don't need them anymore. Which again doesn't make any sense if you think about it too long do not stare directly at the motivations or logic or geography or human behavior or the writing oh god dustin why are we watching this show because we love it are are those really the words we're using i come on tim i love this show like i i am so like alicia and strand and like and the you just fucking better bring back you just yes i just love it i love it (laughs) and i like john dory and you know uh like i wish they would i don't know yes i like it i like it and you like it too i like i like a lot of the characters there are a lot of things i do not like about this show because there's a lot of things i don't like about this show either right we're gonna keep watching it oh i know we're masochists we're masochists is what it is yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of self-loathing, uh, perhaps a little bit of uh, you know, uh, death seeking, a, a little sadomasochism. <laughs> a little sadomasochism. <laughs> I, I love to I love to hate it, Tim. Remember, remember, Dustin, uh, that a sadist is just someone who's being nice to a masochist. Right. So I'm watching uh, I'm watching one of those uh, restoration videos. Yeah, and, and he's uh, he's. Uh, restoring an antique rusty micrometer. I don't know what a micrometer is, but he's taking it all apart and showing me all the dirty, dirty, rusty parts of it, Tim. And it's so good. When it's done, it's going to be so clean, Tim. The show and got I, way sexual, and I'm not sure what happened here. Oh, he's he's using he's using uh, two pieces of wood to pull out a a. a broken broken metal part oh tim you know folks so we this good. show is strictly speaking probably rated r because we do swear on this show but <laughs> generally not rated r for sexual situations dustin, <laughs> Duck, dustin is you know i'm i get to see dustin when we record this this. stuck he has to move it later oh you know what that means he's gonna have to pull out the drill he's looking flushed kids he's looking a little bit like you know and i don't know i, don't well, I think know. i told you i didn't tell tell Anne marie Who's listening? And I, I assume is our only listener. Um, when I first told you about these videos, and I was describing them to my mother, how much I love them, and and she was like, "This sounds really, really sexual, Dustin." And I was like, "Mom, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Of course, it's sexual." <laughs> Dustin goes into a room, he closes the door, he turns out the lights, he makes sure that the monitor is facing away from the door in case someone accidentally breaks in. Oh, oh, I love to watch dirty things clean. You know that. You've known it for years. Oh, now he's taking out that screw that was stuck. Ooh, it came out real good. Okay, folks, I think on that note, we're going to leave Dustin to his uh, videos uh, and we'll be back next week with more of this. Of course, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We honestly do use our social media from time to time. We actually use uh, Twitter. I use Twitter all the time. 
Yeah, and so I do use it occasionally. And you can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. Uh, you can rate us. You can leave us a comment. We'd love to hear what you guys think about our show, about The Walking Dead Universe, anything else that we're reviewing. We'd love to have feedback. Again, please be polite. We don't mind criticism, but the internet is a nasty enough place without people just being rude. Um, and just know that if you're rude to us, I will definitely be rude to you. You may get the impression that Dustin has a bit of a biting wit if you've ever <laughs> listened to this show. Uh, believe me, um, I've seen it when Dustin lays into somebody. Uh, it's very entertaining uh, from the outside. Uh, so <laughs> I'll just sit here and laugh. Anyway, um, we would love to hear from you guys. And of course, we will be back next week with more of this. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Production. All rights reserved.